With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. God is doing all the time. Wonderful, he's worthy. We give him all glory, all the honor, and all the praise. He's so good. Worthy. 
everybody doing like the Lord. God has been better to us than we've been to ourselves. God has been better to us than we've been to one another. God has done things for you under the sound of my voice that no other being in creation could do. That's why we praise him. That's why we worship him.
So we're going to have problems. We're going to have uh, trials. We're going to have difficulties. But when we don't apply God's word, listen out there. When you don't apply God's word, what you have done is now you have compounded the problem. When you don't apply God's word, God said, all right, you got yourself in a mess. Then God said, all right, now here's the way, here's through my word, here's the way out of the mess. And you'll be like, nah, 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 I got this. Listen, no, you don't. No, I don't. We ain't got nothing outside of God's word. Listen, you wouldn't even exist. I wouldn't even exist outside of God's word. So what exactly have you got? What You couldn't make yourself. So what make you think you can save yourself? We got the power to get ourselves into problems. God's got the problem, power to get us out of problems. Now, we looked at capital A in our outline, sin, all unrighteousness. All right? 1 John 5, 17, Romans 5, 21. Capital B, what do we do with this thing called sin? Looked at Luke 3 and 10, Acts 2 and 37. Repent, confess it, renounce it, get out of it, leave it alone. Capital C, our words also compound the problem. 1 Timothy 6 and 3, 2 Timothy 4 and 15. Any problem you think that is, has been solved with your words, it's just a trick of the devil. If you think your words have solved anything, it's just a trick of the devil. Your words, my words, all they end up doing is compounding the problem. And, and the adversary's thing is uh, to trick us into believing that's not, I'm not, that's not the case. Our words don't fix anything. It's God's word. It's God's word. Uh, capital D, our will gets in the way. Now, that's another thing. What, what some of you all going to come to find out at the end of the day, some early, some late, is that our will is just a stumbling block in this thing. See, this is why, and the Lord is flashing in my spirit. God said, Robert, this is why I had to rebuke Peter so sharply when I tried to tell him about what was getting ready to come. And he come talking about never, Lord, never shall these things happen to you. What I tell him? Lord, you say, get behind me, Satan. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. In other words, your will is not set on what God wants. Your will and your heart and your mind is set on what men want. And as long as your will and your heart and mind is set on what, we, God, what men want, you're going to be in the way. That's what a stumbling block is. It's in the way. You're either going to be in the way or you're going to be in the way. Now, you got to hear that with spiritual ears or it's going to sound like I'm saying the same thing. Some of y'all out there like, Pastor, what you talking about? Sound like the same thing to me. No, it ain't the same thing. You got to hear that too. You got to hear it with spiritual ears or you're going to miss it. You in the way, blocking things, blocking what God want to do, blocking the blessings of God, blocking what God, or you are in the way, or you moving right with God, and you doing just like God wants things to be done, so that the good, perfect, good, pleasing, and perfect will of God is manifesting in your life. You in the way? Are you in the way, or are you in the way? Might have to preach that sometime. I don't know. We'll see what the Lord says. We'll see what the Lord says. We looked at uh, how our will gets in the way. Luke 22, 42, John 6, and 38. Capital E brings us on down to the God of this age. That's going to get funky in here. It's going to get funky in here today. The God of this age. What is this now? People calling in already. Let me see what's happening. Uh, no, we can't. We can't take any, any phone calls now. The God of this age. Saints, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Let's see what God has in store for us. 
is little children today. Now, understand out there, children of God, what we're dealing with when we're dealing with people that are not saved, when we're dealing with people that have not acknowledged Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, Bible says in, from the New International Word, in the New International Version, Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four, says the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers, so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. God of this age, Second Corinthians 4 and 4, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. Who is the image of God? Capital E. You got to deal with the God of this age. There's no way you can deal very well with sin and not talk and deal with the God of this age. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you again. We praise you. We worship you. We appreciate you, Father, for being in us, speaking to us, through us, for us, using these earthly bodies as instruments bring to a wicked and adulterous generation your good, pleasing, and perfect will. We belong to you, Father. You belong to us. We thank you, Father, for atonement. We thank you, Father, for uh, oneness in you through and by our faith in your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, Father pray that you will speak to our hearts, our minds, that we may speak to the hearts and minds of your people in the four corners of the earth, whether they be saved or unsaved, barbarian or Scythian, slave or free, male or female. Let your word convict and convert this morning. Let eyes be open, ears unstopped, lame legs healed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Pray, Father, that you will speak a rhema word today from your Logos word that will touch just what your people are in need of. Let them hear a word that will change the very course and direction of lives, of marriages, of families, of ministries, of churches, that we may all move in the direction that you have uh, decided and ordained for us since before the creations of the earth. We trust, Father, you are going to do this for us as you have promised us in your word that if you be lifted up from the earth, you will draw men and women, unto you. We ask, Father, that you use this mouth today to draw 
your men and your women from around the world to the truth of the gospel, to the truth of Jesus Christ, our soon coming king. And Father, as you do these things for us, we will be most careful to continue giving your name, which is above all other names, the glory, the honor, the praise. This is our prayer in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen. And amen. The God of this age. Hmm. God says that Satan brought sin into the heaven. Man brought sin into the earth. Hmm? Satan brought the God, we're talking about the God of what? This age. He brought sin into heaven. All right? God kicked him out along with the third of the angels. So here is the devil and his angel going around, going to and fro, seeking whom they may devour. God created Adam and the woman or man without sin in their being at all. Man had to let sin in. Now, what God wants us to keep in mind is that it's you, it's me that let sin in. When sin get in our mind, God said, guess who let it in, Robert? You did. Now, you know, my spirit goes to this crazy commercial, Bud Light commercial. You know, they're driving, and they see a guy standing out holding, what he holding, an axe? And the guy be like, you know, let me pick this cat up. And the wife be like, he's holding an axe. And the guy be like, yeah, but he got Bud Light. <laughs> he stopped and pick him up. I mean, Brandon Road, you know, cat got axe. Then as they driving, they see another cat that's got Bud Light, and he got a chainsaw. And the cat be like, man, we got to pick this cat up. And even the cat with the axe be like, he got a chainsaw. And the, the husband be like, yeah, but he got Bud Light. And pick him up. Now, right long and now, I don't know why the Lord had gave me that right now. But he's bringing it back to my remembrance. The thing is this. In that commercial, it was that man that made the decision to let such characters into the vehicle. So, so whatever may have happened with the guy with the axe, even though he had Bud Light, or the guy with the chainsaw, even though he had but like whatever may have happened inside that vehicle, ultimately it can be traced back to that man's decision to let these characters in. You say, Apostle, what that got to do with me? You need to understand I done the sound of my voice. That whatever damage sin do in us, we let it in. Wrong thoughts. That you thinking, that I'm thinking, God say, you let it in. Wrong words that come out of your mouth, that come out of my mouth, God say, you let them in and you let them out. 
wrong actions that we perform with these mortal bodies. God said, you let it in? You. 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 Say, Apostle, where, what's the message? The message goes back to Proverbs chapter 4. The Lord is flashing this scripture in my spirit now. Proverbs chapter 4. No, no, it's not Proverbs chapter 4. I'm seeing the scripture. Proverbs chapter 4 says something else. Uh, I'm seeing the scripture in my mind. Let me get it for you. Scripture talks about above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Let me find that for you all before we... Proverbs 4 and 23. Proverbs chapter 4. 23. Above all else, guard your heart. Well, what is our heart? Again, we're not talking about our blood pumping heart. You know, God be giving us examples in the physical body for a whole lot of stuff that we need to be doing in the spiritual. Because remember, we are the body of Christ. So a whole lot of examples God be saying, you can look right at in your natural body and you can see how things work in the spiritual. Look, look at your natural body. Look at your natural body. Just look. Look. You can learn a lot about the kingdom of God. You can learn about a lot about how God works. Just look at your natural body. Look at yourself. Look at yourself. Whole lot of what we got going with these natural bodies is in twos. Whole lot. Unless you know you like a deformed or something. Two feet. Two hands. Two arms. Two legs. Two eyes. Two nostrils. Two lips. Two ears. Look, look, right side, left side. If it ain't on the right side, then it's on the left side. Well, God, look at things like that right there. Twos. Twos is right, it's wrong, it's the truth, or it's a lie. It's, it's good or it's evil, it's wisdom, it's foolish. Twos, look, look. Don't just be running around a, a, a lug head. The dummy, look, in our natural body, God has placed the sternum over our heart, some of the hardest bone in the body, right in the middle of your chest. Now, sternum, why? 
Because God said what I'm doing, I'm protecting your heart. Some of the hardest bones you're going to find in the body, protecting the most delicate of parts. you got the, you know, even though the heart is a very indispensable part, it's a very delicate part, it's protected by very, very strong parts. See, this is why a lot of times, you know, God will have, for a man of God, they'll have armor bearers, you know. This is why a lot of times you have, you know, even in the world, even in the world you have security guards. You know, you may take the president, you know, President Obama, I believe I could beat him in a fight. I believe I could. I, ain't, I mean, no, I, Mr. President, I ain't trying to be disrespectful or nothing, but I believe I could whoop your hand. I ain't trying to say nothing. But, but I'm hearing Mr. President in the spirit. <laughs> you can't get you might could Mr. Bryant but you can't get past my security you can't get past my what's them cats uh, what they call them special what they call them guys man secret, secret service so, so even in the natural you know you have very very delicate and important things protected by very very strong things look think about the game of football I played quarterback Offensive line. Quarterback back there, wheeling, dealing. You look in the NFL, you know, you got your Peyton Mannings, you got your uh, 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 Tom Brady's and the boys. You know, they about my size, 6'5", 225, all kind of things, and they protected by characters OJ's size. I had a friend of mine play basketball with me. Name was OJ, about 6'6", about, about 280, 290. These kind of cats that's protected. Why? Got real, real strong, real, real tough things protecting things that are much more delicate. God do the same thing in our body. Tip of your toe can't take no whole lot of pressure. Mess around and let somebody uh, step on the tip of your toe or hit the tip of your toe in the night. You're getting up in the bed talking about you're going to get some milk and hit the tip of your toe on something. So God said, look, I'm put toenail. Tip of your finger can't take no whole lot of just can't. God said, let me put fingernail. So God often uses in the natural body very, very strong, tough things to protect very, very delicate, important things. And in the spiritual, God wants to use very, very tough, strong things to protect very, very delicate, important things. Look at your brain. Got the skull. Some of the hardest. This is why concussions is all in the news now real strong. Because basically what a concussion is is when your, when your brain and your skull, they got a, they got a relationship. It's called skull protecting brain and brain kind of sitting there. But when you hit that skull real hard and push it up against the brain, you know, them two ain't supposed to be jammed together. They ain't supposed to be. Skull will do damage even to the brain if that head is hit just right. So that's where you get concussion. But God used some of the strongest bone in the body to protect that brain. Why? That brain is very, very delicate and that brain is very, very important. So above all else, guard your head. Mess around and let somebody be on a on a golf course, and somebody holler, four. That's the word. That's the cold word. Golf balls is flying through the air. You're not grabbing the bottom of your feet, trying to make sure they safe. You're not grabbing your hind part, poke your hind part up in the air and covering it up real good. Uh-uh. 
you covering up your head. You covering up your head. Even with you, what you saying, and you don't even realize it, is that even with this skull, hardest bone in the body, even with this skull, I'm gonna put as much. Pro- I, the skull is unconscious protection of your head. You ain't, you didn't have to do anything to be born with that skull protecting your brain. That was God's decision. But when you hear four or heads up. You throw your hands and your elbows and your arms and anything else you can up to add protection to that brain because that's a conscious decision. You realize how important your head and your, how important your brain is. You saying to your arms and to your elbows and to what, I will sacrifice all of y'all to keep my head. Apostle Paul told young Timothy, keep your head in all situations. Well, who is our head? In the natural, we got a head, and I want to encourage you, child of God, you got a head in the spiritual. I ain't talking about your husband. I ain't talking about your pastor. I ain't talking about your apostle. Your head, my head, child of God, is what? Jesus Christ. All right, we're about done now. I believe the Lord has got us say about what he wanted to say to us. So above all else, Guard your heart. Well, he's not talking about our physical heart. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Talking about our inner man, spirit, that soul that operates much like a sponge. You know, some of us as, as children of God, you know, we got, we got a better sense to, than to let. How come we don't have little bitty children? You know, just bring them in, some of us now, because some of us parents is just as crazy as can be. And and how come normally we don't take little bit of children and just have them sitting down watching R-rated movies, all kind of cussing, all kind of killing, all kind of sex? Why? What are we saying? We're saying we're trying to protect your little mind. Your pro- but then God's saying, what about yours? You sitting there watching it. Yours is not important. Yours is not delicate. But the reality is it is. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. What, what is God saying? You know, what gets down in our heart ends up being spread throughout the rest of our being, just like what gets in your, in your natural heart. What does your natural heart do? It pumps blood where? Throughout the whole of your body. You mess around and get some poison in your heart. It'll be some poison in your feet before it's all over with. It'll be some poison in your brain. It'll be some poison in your stomach. Why? Because the heart is supplying the rest of the body. So we be, you know, God's look, I'm trying to keep this heart protected so that it doesn't defile the rest of the body. God is saying to you and I, we've got to protect our inner man so that it doesn't defile the rest of our being. Talking about how saved and how sanctified you are, which you might be and which I am and which we are as children of God. But mess around and watch some porno and see what happened to this natural body. Mess around because we are still in these fleshly bodies. Mess around and keep right on listening to some some, uh, hardcore gangster rap. 
heart, his mouth speaks. One of the saints is, is quoting scripture. Out of the abundance of a man's heart, his mouth speaks. That stuff keep right on, keep right on getting in us. Keep getting right in. This is this is even 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 fascist governments throughout the ages have realized this now. Propaganda. What do you think the root is behind propaganda? Now, some of you all some of you all think that the term brainwashing is a bad term. We brainwash every day. Don't you know McDonald's is brainwashing you? Don't you know Burger King is brainwashing you? Coca-Cola brainwashing you? I'm just admitting I'm trying to brainwash you. I'm trying to brainwash you, God say, with my word. God say, yes, I'm trying to brainwash you with my word. Advertisers spend billions of dollars. How do we brainwash these jokers? How do we mess around and have these jokers singing our jingle above all others? I remember a jingle, I think, praying, uh, uh, Rickles. Helps you do it better, do it better with Rickles. Now, this company is, I've been out of business for I don't know how many years. Rickles, it was like a home improvement store, kind of like Lowe's or something, up, up north when I grew up in New Jersey. And they used to have a real catchy little jingle. I don't know if they're still in business. Some of you saints up there in New Jersey, send me an email, let me know. I don't know. But I remember that jingle as a little bit. Rickles helps you do it better, do it better with Rickles. I, you know, I ain't never heard of it. You, you're one of the saints that I told you you ain't from up north. Rickles, Rickles. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to look into it a little bit further. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? All of that, that's, why am I remembering this after 25, 30 years or however many, however long it was? Because that particular jingle, that particular brainwashing technique, has remained with me. How much more should we allow ourselves to be brainwashed by the word of God? See, I don't want to be attacked by the adversary. One of the saints is quoting David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. I don't want the devil to attack me, and when he come at me with something crazy, I'm talking about Rickles helps you do it. But the devil going to jump all over that. But what I do want to be able to say is get thee behind me, Satan. We want to have the word of God. So the same way, now I have it to turn your television on. Turn your radio on to my brainwashing. Oh, that's what they did in Germany. That's what they, the, the Nazis did. That's what the communists did. They're doing it right here. All right. One of the things is admitting they jumped up and went to, went to Pizza Hut, got a pizza. It's all over. It's all over. So, you know, if, if, if you think that the word of God coming at you on a strong and steady basis is too much, you're badly mistaken. Because the adversary, the God of this age, what are we talking about? Uh-oh, look at how the Lord, I'm just looking at how the Lord is, is tying this thing together. The God of this age is making the God of this age and his children are making sure their words are being are being put in, in, in your mind and in your heart. You ask you ask an average young person, you know, name a uh name four fast food burger places. 
Name four fast food burger places. Name four. Hardee's, McDonald's, even grown folk trying to get in on this. What? Wendy's. Burger King. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Name uh, your eighth president. One of the things say they know it. This was a history major, but it got one finger up. I still ain't heard one yet. They're going through a lot of changes, though. Even if he get it, he's going through a lot of changes. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you very much. You say, Apostle, what you driving there? See, this this stuff, children of God, don't listen. Listen, children of God. Let us not think that the God of this age is not affecting us. Because he is. He is. You're not going to sit in no car with three people smoking dope, and you don't smoke some dope, too. Oh, Apostle, I, I, I won't smoke no dope. Even if you don't light up, you're smoking it because it's, it's in the car burning. You're smoking it? Yes, you are. If you can, listen, if you can smell some dope, I've been in places I have smelled some dope. I'm smoking dope. If I'm smelling it, that means I'm breathing it in. All right. So what do we come to understand then? We come to understand that we are being affected, just like Lot was affected by that wicked and adulterous generation that he lived in, sent his daughters out, offered his daughters up to be gang raped. You and I are affected, children of God, with this wicked and adulterous generation that we live in. But just as Lot was saved because God saw his heart and knew that in spite of the infection of the wickedness of his generation, God sees our hearts in spite of the wickedness of the infection of this, of this generation. Don't think we're not infected now. Yes, we are. In one way or others, guard your heart. So now our job now becomes to try to keep the infection down to a minimum. This is why even the World Health Organization, when people get real, they get something real, real funky and real, real sick, we won't just try to, I was, listen, I was in Nigeria when Ebola kicked off. I was in Nigeria when, when the, the character came from, I think it was Liberia, got sick and died. In fact, I was right there. I remember the whole thing. I won't fall from ground zero. And I remember coming back to the United States and that characters had all kinds of questions. I was even concerned that I was going to be able to, to get back in. When I arrived in Houston, they had all kinds of questions for me. Why? Because you're coming from an area where we know that something very, very deadly, very, very dangerous, and we're not trying to infect the masses of our population, with that craziness. So what do a lot of times they do when, you, when, they, when there's a concern, one of the things is how it out, when there's a concern that something is very, that you might have something very, very crazy, very, very dangerous, they will quarantine your hind part. 21 days was about the going day, because normally that's you start showing signs of Ebola in about 21 days. Go to bleeding all out your nose, all out your ears, and then just fall over and die. 21 days. We'll get 21 days. If you make it up 21 days, we can, we maybe we can, we can work with you. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? Well, what we got to understand, children of God, 
is that the world is infected. We need to be quarantining ourselves. Now, you say, Apostle, does this mean we don't go into the world and preach the gospel? Sure, we, we do. We do. Jesus did. But he didn't just go into the world any kind of way. Just like when they go to deal with folk that they think got Ebola, they don't just go in any kind of way. If they do, they're crazy. They got on all kind of hazmat suits and all kind of protective stuff, and they going in there to do a job, and then they what? Coming out of there. They ain't going in there trying to live all with the Ebola-infected uh, personnel. They ain't going to kick it with the Ebola-infected personnel. They going to do a job, and then they coming up out of there. I encourage you, child of God, on the sound of my voice, in dealing with the world, you go in there, do your job, and then come out of there. The world is infected. What the Bible say? The God of this age has blinded the mind. We're about done. I didn't know the Lord was going to go this deep like this. The God, God said this. The God, little case God, not capital God, not Holy Spirit, not Spirit of Christ, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Now, the Bible tells me, this is why I am be trying to do no whole lot of leading to me out there unsaved. Don't be trying to lead me into no whole lot of nothing. The Bible says the blind, leading the blind, both of them, end up in the ditch. We don't have any business, children of God, being led too much by the, by the unsaved world. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No. The blind leading the blind, we both end up in the ditch. We, God said, Robert, my people need to understand. God said, look, I put you, God said, I put you here to be leading them. Some of y'all, doggone, you done jump right out and got the world leading you every kind of way, like a bull with a ring in his nose. All right. God said, give it to him. God, God, God said, Robert, sometimes you got to give it to him in parable form because some of them not getting this thing just like I want them to get it. You and your wife said, we're going out for dinner. Hmm? And you call your babysitter in to watch your little bit of children. Get a teenager, a teenage girl from next door. Come on over. We're going to give you $5 an hour or whatever, $10. we watch over these two little ones, you know, but don't let them do. Don't let, oh, I got them. I got them. Okay, no problem. You leave. You go out to dinner with your wife. Y'all have a beautiful time. Come home, and uh, your children is now got the babysitter all, got her lips all painted with lipstick, house all tore all to pieces, little bitty children done to turn over there, and everything the little bitty children tell the babysitter to do, the babysitter is just doing it, just doing it. What you going to say to that babysitter? Hmm? What you going to say? What? One of the saints said what? No more. What else? What are you going to say to that babysitter? What you going to say? You say thank you? You going to thank that babysitter? Uh-huh, okay. What are we going to say? Those of us with some sense in here this morning. No more. Your services are no longer needed. You have done a poor job. This is not why, come on, I hired you to let the little bitty children run ramshaw over you. I, put, I left you in charge, come on somebody, to get these little jokers under subjection. But doggone if you have allowed these little jokers to get you under subjection. Well, I think, I think some of us got it, and I guess that might be the message. This is how God, he come back. And he see where we're running as the church running behind the world. The church doing stuff like the world. The church done adopted the, the ideas and the, the, the procedures of the world. And God is saying, what kinds of foolishness 
is this. Now, if that, if that, thank you, Lord, for that parable right there. If that don't make it clear for you people, Lord, I don't know what will. The babysitter was hired to keep, to tell these little jokers what to do and to keep these little jokers under subjection, not the other way around. So it is with you and I, children of God. God said, Robert, tell my people again that they are the head and not the tail. God wants you and I to take our rightful place, or the adversary will put you in your wrongful place. Take your place. We got places, children of God. Hey, every listen, children of God. Some of y'all see. Some of y'all still think that Christianity is democracy. That's where you're gonna mess around and miss this thing. Christianity is not democracy. It's a whole lot closer to dictatorship. God is in charge, and that's it. In the story, He put in charge who He want in charge. That's it. Ain't no vote. There was no vote for Moses to be the leader. There's no vote here at Christian Center as to who the head is the Christian Center is. There's no vote here. Pastor Robert Bryant, you're the pastor of the Christian Center. Anybody don't like that can go find you another Christian Center somewhere. There's no vote. God put somebody in charge. Everybody else's responsibility is to either follow that one that God has put in charge or go find you somebody else. God is the head of Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, as Christ is the head of every man, as man is the head of woman. That's it. What are we talking about? What are we discussing? What do you mean? Women, well, y'all want to vote what? I want to vote that men don't be the head no more. You, you, no, no, can't do that. Men, what you talking about? Well, I want to vote that Christ is no longer head. No, that, that's not going to work. And Christ definitely ain't going to be voting that God is not, not the head. God is going to set an order. God is not a Democrat. There ain't no voting. If God was a Democrat, you and your you, husband, you and your wife out there, you have three children, man, children who vote y'all out of everything. Three children get together, vote. We want to drive the car. Not you, daddy. Okay. All righty. And that's what some of y'all look like. Okay, children. You go, who talk like that? Goofy? And uh, what's the man? What that can, man? Okay, then. You, uh, you all made a vote. I ain't no vote, Pluto. Pluto. That's like Pluto. That is Pluto, right? All right, well, I ain't gonna get. But that's how we be looking, children of God, talking about a vote. Talking vote? What? God has put us where he wants us. God has made us what he wants us, and God telling us how he wants us. No vote. No vote on nothing. And no vote on nothing. No arguments, no debate. And I think I shared with you all a few broadcasts ago. You know, call me all on the telephone when we come down. You know, people uh, uh, come down and debate. And I ain't debating nothing with nobody, about nothing. Oh, I come down to the TV station and debate. Debate debate who? About what? Now, you want me to come down to the TV station and, and, and tell you what the Lord said? That's one thing. I ain't debating nobody. But what I'd stop doing is even talking to him and take over the camera and be saying, look, y'all out there watching me, you better get yourself saved before you end up in hell. And quit listening to this joke, nonsense joke over here. Won't even be talking. There's no debates, children of God. There's no arguments. There's nothing for us to discuss. We know that Jesus Christ is Lord. We know that he's coming soon. We know that there's a heaven and a hell. And for the jokers out there that don't know, 
we got to pray that God will open their minds. Look at what God done brought us right back. God's done bringing you right back, just like the, the stylistics and the, you remember how the temptations, they would do all kinds of stuff, but they come up back to the mic. We're coming right. <laughs> We're coming, God bringing us right back to the mic. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelief. See, we can't, oh, watch this now. We can't open people's minds. God got to do that. But what we can do is we can proclaim this word and proclaim the truth of God and proclaim the, the you know, and, 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 and to this thing to where, to where unbelievers have to look and say, hmm, now, well, it's got to be something. Wait a minute now. Got to be something to this, man. Because people be going on what I like to call Pee Wee's Great Adventures. You remember Pee Wee, Pee Wee Herman had a movie out, Pee Wee's Great Adventure? Oh, man, he was riding bicycles all on, doing all across. People be going, even in the church sometimes, children of God be going on what I call Pee Wee's Great Adventures. Well, what we got to do, children of God, just like the, just like the prodigal son's father, his son, that, that prodigal son, the one we call the prodigal son, he went on a Pee Wee Great Adventure all out in the distant land, you know, spending up all the money, riotous living. Where was the father? The father was right back home doing right. And that's where we got to remain, children of God, so that when people finish up with their great adventure, you know, they come right on back and find us doing what's right. Stability. Somebody got to be, there got to be some stability around here. Everybody can't go on a peewee great adventure. We can't, we can't, children of God, the God of this, the God of this age can't be blinding the minds of unbelievers and blinding us too. Somebody got to see. All right. Now, this is why, children of God, now I'm going to take y'all into a little Christian center, Christian center business here. This is why sometimes, you know, I'm going, I'm going to tell the truth. Sometimes I don't even like doing a lot of traveling with Christian center. Some of the Christian center, Christian center right here. I'm talking about y'all. I'm talking about some of y'all. Children of God out there, a lot of traveling go on. Some of these, some of these things, I ain't get angry. I ain't saying everybody. Some of these things will be dropped out and go to sleep before the before the, the church vehicle get cranked up good. Sleep. Now here go pastor driving eight, nine, ten hours. Look around to the right, sleeping slobbering. Look to the back, sleeping slobbering. Look down, sleeping slobbering. See that kind of stuff work on your spirit. Make you want to do some. Sleeping slobbering too. But somebody got to stay awake. Children of God, we the ones. Hmm? We the ones now. We the ones that God is calling on. We the ones that God is calling for. God of this age tricking and deceiving and and and, and, and we can't we got somebody got to hold up the banner. Somebody got to stand firm. But God said, look, somebody gotta be saved. God said, I ain't sending everybody to hell. God said, Robert, make no mistake about it. I'm sending a whole lot of folk to hell, but I ain't sending everybody to hell. Somebody got to be a part of the number. When Christ come back, he can't just find everybody sleeping. Jesus did that one time, you know, in the, in the, in the garden. When a stone's throw away from the disciples, told the disciples to pray and, and help him get right and get the help, help him be ready for what's coming, he come back, everybody sleeping slobbering. 
when Christ come back, children of God, and break open the clouds, he's got to find some of us that is, that is not on a peewee great adventure. He's got to find some of us that's, that one of the saints is saying that's stable, that's staying with this thing, that's sticking with this thing. So you've got to find some of us who have not become weak and weary in well-doing. How many of you out there on the sound of my voice had friends of yours that started out on with an exercise program and stuff? You know, they started out with you and went and bought some new Nikes and got some, some new, a new outfit. And, yeah, girl, we're going we gonna to walk. Yeah, we're going to lose this weight. We're going to get ourselves in shape. In about a week, all of a sudden, you can't find them no more. Call them on the phone. Look, look, uh, girl, where you at? And I thought we were going to walk this morning. Girl, uh, you wouldn't believe this, but all kind of excuses, all kind. He that is faithful unto death shall receive the crown. We got to do this thing unto death. Jesus said, Robert, didn't I do my thing till death? Mm. Jesus said, look, I ain't asking nothing more out of you than I did for you. Jesus said, I did my thing to death. What if Jesus would have got right there to the cross and it's time to go on the cross and die for our sins and die as a substitute for our sins and got right, right, just about them. was like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, pilot, y'all, hold on. My bad, y'all. I ain't, all, I ain't this son of God thing. Y'all let me go, man. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. We'd have been in trouble. Because the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. You wouldn't have been able to be saved, and neither would me. Neither would I. But Christ did his thing to death. And he's calling for you and I. God said, Robert, you want eternal life, don't you? I'm like, yeah, Lord, I'm, you know, between me and you. I know a lot of people is listening to different things, but this me and you talk. God said, Robert, you, want, you do want eternal life. I'm like, yes, look. Then God said, do this thing to death. He that is faithful Unto death. Let's look at the book of James. Let's give it a close out. Now, I want to look at James 1 and 12. Just write this down because I want to come back. I want to come back to these. I got a couple here just I want to give you all. That Lord is flashing in my spirit real, real strong. James 1 and 12. Revelation 2 and 10. Now, that's really what I wanted. Revelation 2 and 10, then we'll come back to James. We'll come back to James. Revelation what? 2 and 10. Let's close out right quick. Then we'll come back to James and let's finish up. To the church in Smyrna. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. And I want to encourage somebody under the sound of my voice. Don't be afraid of what you're about to suffer. Oh, you will suffer. I'm going to suffer. God said that. You can believe that. But don't be afraid. 
of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Watch this. Be faithful even to the point of death. Be faithful even to the point of death. Be faithful even to the point of death. And God says, I will give you a crown of life. And that's it. You want the crown of life? Yeah. Die. Be faithful till you die. You remember in what, Independence Day? They were trying to figure out how they could strike a deal with the aliens that had come. The president was like, you know, what can we do? How can we work this thing out? Maybe we can get together. Maybe we can sign up. What do you want us to do? Alien said, die. Dollar God. Be faithful. How long, Apostle? Now, come on, Apostle, this thing, it ain't easy. Apostle, how long I got to be? Till you die. I'm like, Lord, how long I got to be preaching and teaching to, to, to these people of yours now? How long? How long, Lord? You know, got a handful of saints out there that want to support the ministry and be a blessing to, to your servant, a whole bunch of them out there just listening, just getting. How long I got to keep right on preaching to these people, this generation like this, Lord? Robert, till you die. Be faithful. Do what God has called you to do till you die. No retirement. Ain't gonna have maybe no retirement, no retirement party for Apostle Brian. You know what my retirement party will be? They'll roll me in here in a casket. Then that'll be Apostle Brian has retired, y'all. Somebody will come on, somebody will come in and broadcast. There he is, he didn't retire. Other than that, we got to keep gotta keep gotta stay with it. What? <laughs> come on, Saints. Let's finish up. Man, these Christian sinners' lanes is a trip out there, Saints. These Christian sinners' lanes is a trip. Hey, now let's look at James. James chapter 1, verse 12. We're going to close out right here. Listen to what James says now. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. See, God said, Robert, that's the problem with a lot of my people. A lot of my people don't want no trial. A lot of this so-called modern-day Christianity, which ain't real Christianity at all, a lot of this, no trial, God said nonsense, trials in this thing. Some folk going to die. Some folk going to go to prison. God said, Robert, tell it to them like it really is. You, there's going to be some trial in this thing. Some of y'all out there, you done gave up, done quit, done turned back, done went back in the world. Some of you was on fire for God. Now you in the club shaking it fast, talking about that Christian thing was too much. You could try, try. Blessed is the man. You want to be blessed by God? One of the things. Blessed is the man who what? Perseveres under trial. You can't give up because of the trial, child of God. You was in the pulpit. Now you're in the club. You was in the deacon corner. Now you're in the crack house. <laughs> Go on out of there and get on back in the fight, child of God. Repent of that foolishness. Put that pipe down. You come on back to Jesus. Let's go and finish up. 
We'd be doing all kinds of stuff. God said, blessed is the man who perseveres on the trial. Watch this. Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown. You got to stand the test to get the crown. You out there hollering and kicking about the hollering and kicking and crying about the test. How exactly are you gonna get the crown? I, I don't know, Lord. I don't know. God said, I know it's been a lot of this nonsensical preaching and teaching that folk is believing. So now when the truth come in and hit them, it, it, it's hard for them to handle. You got to stand your test. All right, God said, give it to him in the natural, Robert. Give it to him in the natural. Now, you know, you, most of you all that know about me, you know, know I was a, a school teacher for many years before God called me into full-time ministry. Every Friday, you know, I have tests for the student. You, you get 100 on the test. My thing was I believed in the mastery learning system. This was a system that got introduced to me back when I was in college in the late 80s. I was like, man, I, I, this makes so much sense to where it, I, I can't imagine if teachers all over the country did this. I think our students, you know, we would have, we'd have some, some amazing students. I had a, a, a college instructor that uh, was under a particular discipline called the mastery learning technique. Basically what he did is he gave you everything he wanted you to know, and that'd be the test. I was like, what? I was looking at some of the other guys. I was like, what? This is what I want you to know. This is the test. So all you had to do was study that information. I think I got like an A in that class. I mean, a big, big A. I mean, this is, you know, I, I like that. So we're not trying to figure out what you're going to put on the test. He's telling you this is it. It was called a mastery learning technique. Man, I took that technique and I took that technique to the guard and put it in, 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 in play in my classes. I would have 23 students. Maybe 21 of them get 100 in the class. And I won't give it out nobody's grade. I didn't believe in that. You know, because the, the students were like, Coach, you say I'm this, learn this here. Learn this right here. And we'll drill them, drill them, drill them on that right there. Drill them, drill them, drill them on that right there. So they be spinning it out. Boom, bam, boom, bam, boom, bam, boom. The head of health and physical education in the county came to me. So Coach Bryant said, you know, I want to talk to you about something. I was like, what's that? He said, now, you know, I want you to keep this, keep this quiet. I'm saying now because I ain't teaching. I said, I'm going to keep this quiet. I said, but, the, you know, down at the head office, they are considering using your class as a national model. I was like, what exactly does that mean? What, what are you saying? They said, well, what, will, what would happen is that teachers and administrators from all over the country will be coming into your classroom and just observing your techniques. The word that got out It's mastery learning. I mean, that plus you know, the, the, you know, basically using the scripture and, and what the word said, the word that got out. And students were just, you know, students that were flunk everything else in school come in Coach Bryant class and get an A. And in fact, I asked my class one time, I said, look, tell me the truth, y'all. They were like, what is it, B? What is it? That's what I said, look, tell the truth now. I don't want nobody lying here. What is it, B? We'll tell you. How many of y'all, tell the truth, be turning out other classes? Turn, tell the truth. Raise your hand. And about every one of the students be raised hand. I'd be like, what? I'd be like, how come y'all don't be doing that stuff in here? Come on, B. Everybody know you, man. Everybody know you. Ain't nobody going to come in here with that food. I said, y'all be turning out. B, we turn it out. Turn it out how? Man, teacher can't tell us nothing. I'd be like, oh, man. What? 
God's, watch this. What we say, watch this now. Look at how God, God said, I'm bringing you back to the mic, Robert. Sin is the what? Problem. The word of God is the solution. The application of God's word, even in our high schools, will work. The application of God's word in our, in, I don't care where you take me. Let me put the word of God in practice. I'll straighten up that foolishness. President Obama, give me a call if you want to. Say you got some problems of national security. Some that, bring up that. Let me see, tell me what the problem is. Break it down so I can understand it now. I don't need no egghead trying to explain it to me. The word's too big for me. Break it down real, real plain. All right, then we got. Uh, and let's put some word of God on that and watch that thing work. God's word works. I don't care where you put it. I don't care where you apply it. Sin is the problem. That's the problem. We got to identify the problem. All right. Well, then, okay. Give me some time, Mr. President. Let me let me check the scriptures now. Let me give me some little time. Let me talk to God. Let me check the scriptures. I tell you, I tell you what God got to say about that. Joseph, they went and got Joseph, didn't they? Big problem was coming on the nation. You talking about? You think the financial crisis that's about to hit us was something? Uh, 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 they were getting ready to be seven years in Egypt where they were going to forget about all the prosperity. Egypt was in a whole lot of serious trouble. They go get Joseph. It won't even difficult with Joseph. Why? Because Joseph knew God and he knew God's word. Problems that be stumping the world. Pharaoh didn't have a clue. Pharaoh's wise men, sorcerers, all them jokers that turned serpents into serpents. Into, they, could, they didn't know what to do. They went and got Joseph. It won't even hard. Joseph, I know God. I know God. I know what God say about this. Do that and watch and see how things work out for you. Joseph said, I know God, and I know God's word work. Lord, tell him to make preparations and save up stuff for when them seven years. Okay, make preparations. And things smooth right on out. Blessed is the man who persevere on the trial. Child of God, persevere under that trial. That trial that you're going through, it was designed for you. There was no way you were going to avoid it. If you, whatever trial you're facing right now, child of God, it was prepared for you. There ain't no way. You've been wondering, how, what could I have done to have missed this trial? Nothing. <laughs> it was, you were destined for it. Now stand up under it. Persevere under it. Because God says when you have stood the test, God's got a crown for you. You will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today, Father, for speaking with us. We are so privileged and so honored to hear your word. We're so privileged and honored for your parables, your metaphors, how you make this thing so plain and so simple for us. These things, that these gems that you have hidden from the wise and learned but you have revealed them to us, your little children. Father, we, we thank you. Father, we ask again that you forgive us of our uh, sin, you know, weaknesses, faults, all the stuff that's in us that's not like you. We trust, Father, that as we keep moving with you and keep walking with you, seeking your face, that uh, perfection will come so that that which is imperfect shall disappear. We give you glory, honor, and praise. We pray, Father, for your people, wherever they may be. Uh, under the sound of my voice, we pray that your word has opened eyes today in the name of Jesus, has unstopped 
ears, have made the simple wise. To your name belongs all glory, honor, and praise. We count these and all other blessings done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Saints, three questions for the children of God, and I pray, saints, those of you all out there that are, that are worshiping with us, we pray that uh, you will take time to, to go back and answer these questions as well, um, because we want God's word to stick with us and to stay with us. Um, first question. Um, explain some of the ways the God of this age blinds people's minds. Explain some of the ways the God of this age blinds people's minds. Question two, how long God want us to be faithful? That's a kind of a gimme, little, little gimme question there. And I'm one of the same time, they like it, I know. Number three, uh, why is persevering important? In Christianity, why is persevering under trial now? Persevering under trial. Why is that important? All right, saints, today is Sunday. And those of you that are part of the Christian Center Church, this is the day we do our collections. You know, let the Lord uh, touch your heart that you might contribute on the first day of the week in keeping with 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1, on the first day of the week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping it is with his income, saving it up, Paul says, so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. God bless you, and heaven's my Lord. Since you can reach us through email at thechristianconcernchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.rchurch.com backslash member backslash backslash TCCC. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9.7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Chris and Sarah Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name, amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.